This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Joining me now is a fellow uh, tenant of Dunedin Community House right here in the heart of the city. Uh, it's Alan Shanks from the Dunedin Council of Social Services. Good to have you with us, uh, Alan. Thanks, Jeff, and good morning to you. Um, we do a lot of collaborating here in the house, don't we? With all these, we, uh, we have uh, what is it, fifteen, sixteen community oh, agencies, eighteen, in the 18 house community the agencies based organisations. Yeah. Right, okay, and it's right in the heart of the city at three hundred one Mori Place. So we're used to talking with each other, sharing our experiences, uh, leaning on each other for a bit of uh, advice and expertise from mm. time to time. You want to talk a little bit about um, other forms of collaboration in the sector, right? Well. Well, there has been some quite significant changes coming out, uh, have been rolled out already by the uh, government around Ministry of Social Development tender process. And the main thrust really is to try and find some better investment for the funds that they've been uh, well, applying to the sector. Now, in the past, I think they've just uh, allocated a certain budget of so many millions of dollars that are then sent out or organisations would apply for, and that would be to keep services um, running at the front line. Over the last two or three years, they've been talking about and certainly making some rather uh, large noises about the fact they want some actual value for the money that they're investing into the sector. So with the new tendering processes, particularly around contracts with MSD, so there's organisations out there that have got contracts currently with MSD, they'll need to reapply in a tender process. And what the the government are really looking at as an initiative to see if the, is the to avoid sort of duplication is there ways that organisations can collaborate, either form partnerships or in some cases even have mergers? So there's really starting to be a little bit more accountability required and this is where this whole collaboration sort of terminology is starting to circulate. So I guess initially there's a little bit of nervousness, nervousness from some of these organisations that go, goodness me, um, uh, it's all a bit daunting. Uh, is my funding under threat? Is my organisation under threat? Um, I guess the only way to respond to that is to face up to the new regime go, how can we make the most of it? And this is where collaboration comes in. Exactly. And I think that it is a paradigm shift for a lot of organisations because what tends to be in the past and what we've been used to is sort of um, working and functioning in a bit of a silo and uh, sort of mentality. So, And it's quite understandable that organisations want to sort of retain their autonomy to retain their existence in the services they're providing in the community. But we've moved into a, a totally new type of funding process. Um, the RBA which is the results-based accountability uh, processes that have been put out by government also are really putting a little bit more sort of pressure on organisations. So, you know, there is a bit of anxiety, but it's important that I think organisations, if they want to survive in this current environment, then they really seriously need to be uh, thinking about how can they actually collaborate with other social services that may be of the similar elk. And I think that's the other thing that, that's trying to stop that duplication. All right. So most organisations will know which other organisations are operating in their sector, in their community, and uh, and will already in some form have some connections. Are you just suggesting a strengthening of those connections yeah, or being I, a bit it, wiser about it? It's interesting you say that because evidence has shown uh, up until recently that actually an organisation knowing who their, well not so much their competitors are, but who they're, they're actually um, providing services in maybe in a duplicated play, uh, situation with an, another organisation, from time to time I've attended certain workshops and uh, meetings where sometimes an organisation that says, oh, I'm 
you know, providing this particular service of mental health uh, to the Dunedin community, and another one sitting, oh, I didn't know you existed. So right. there has been quite instances where organisations haven't even realised in mm. their own city or their own communities that they are de- delivering certainly sort of fairly similar sort of services. But I think what you're saying is correct. I think collaboration provides strength. There shouldn't need to be a fear that one is going to be sort of missing out, although there will be some thinning, I'm sure, that some organisations under the new MSD tendering process might find themselves isolated. So when you talk about collaboration, that's about the two organisations or three organisations, whoever it might be, going, this is what we do, these are our strengths, these are things that we can deliver, and them looking at another organisation and going, hey, well, you're doing that same work or you're doing similar work mm. what are your strengths and how can we present them best yeah. uh, but is it possible so are you saying that it's possible for these organizations in the tendering process to collaboratively tender yeah definitely and 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 the Nen council social services have already uh, facilitated one tender process at the moment which is actually drawing together seven organizations working in the similar field and so what we've done is that we've actually uh, created the tender process um, so that the actual strength of what we're applying for means that instead of these seven organisations individually having to apply for the same amount of money and, and, and in some cases may find themselves on the backwater, um, with this collaborative tender process it means that we can actually provide the strength, we can also get the amount that's collaboratively or collectively needed, and then we just actually separate that out once it's a successful tender. And it just means that it it provides some sustainability for those organisations. What's your sense at the moment, Alan, as to how well organisations understand the changes, the tendering processes? Right, well, it's interesting because we're actually facilitating a a workshop, uh, well, it's a breakfast uh, workshop, on the 28th of July, uh, it's called Exploring Collaboration, Why, How and What. And we've got Amber Patak. Um, now, Amber is a lady who's been living in Dunedin for the last probably 12 months, coming up from America. Her husband's um, a scientist here and is working in Dunedin. But she's got some really uh, strong expertise and experience in, in working with uh, different collaborative sort of approaches um, in America. So the idea is it's it's a breakfast and the, it's going to be a, an opportunity just to collaborate, um, to explore the, the whole area of collaboration, how, how that role will maybe shift organisations into a different sort of space. And so that's going to be on the 28th of July, 8am to 10am here at Dunedin Community House, and even breakfast will be provided. Sounds good, doesn't it? How do people register for that, So they can do a number of ways. They can email Bronwyn, B-R-O-N-W-Y-N, at sspp.org.nz, or you can contact uh, Bronwyn on 4716177, or go on to our website, cosd.org.nz, and you can register there and click into the... uh, the event. It's a massively changing landscape for for community organisations and not for profits at the moment. You've men- mentioned those ones who are going to be involved in tendering, but even uh, at uh, at tiers kind of below that, the reporting requirements are all changing. Uh, this this um, requirement for organisations to be very clear about what they're delivering yep. and being Outcomes. able to show that they're delivering those things. Mm. 
you know, there's going to be a lot of organisations out there who are still in need of a bit of clarity mm. around all of that. Mm. Tell us a little bit more about what um, Council of Social Services can offer in that regard. Well, we're fortunate that we've got a number of people on staff now who have some uh, experience and expertise in being able to sort of facilitate uh, a mentoring sort of approach to help organisations through this RBA, through this new tendering process. So we were happy to come on site and we can talk to either at a, a governance board level or at a CEO level and even through staff just to be able to give them a little bit more guidance and and really probably to take away some of that anxiety because really um, probably over the last two or three decades we've had a very flat line of peace if I can use that word Um, all of a sudden in the last probably 18 months or 12 months we're starting to see a little bit more of these peaks where and I think it's going to continue. It's a bit like aftershocks of an earthquake. Yep. And I think organisations need to be properly informed. Dunedin Council of Social Services can provide that. All right. Well, you can find uh, Alan and the team on the ground floor of Dunedin Community House here at 301 Moray Place. Alan, I know also, you, of course, you host Informed here on a Tuesday morning, 10.30. These are the kind of issues you're going to be exploring Correct. from time to time on that show as well. Uh, good to have a chat, Alan. Thanks, Thanks for Jeff. coming in. This program was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.